Welcome to a special episode of Gospel Truth with Andrew Wanick, a teaching ministry focusing on God's unconditional love and grace. I'm one of those who makes his program Must See TV in starting my day. On today's program, Andrew's joined by acclaimed sportscaster James Brown and his wife Dorothy. You go out and declare the glory of the Lord and he will take you to heights unimaginable. And now here's Andrew. Welcome to our Gospel Truth broadcast. We got a very special program for you today. I think you are really, really going to enjoy this, but I've got my two new best friends <laughs> or some of my new best friends or however you say that, James and Dorothy Brown. And uh, I tell you, we have really connected over the last few years. And of course, many of you know JB from uh, CBS and you've been on what, Fox? and. Yep, did 12 years at Fox. Uh, initially started at CBS in sports there. Then when CBS lost the um, NFL contract to Fox, I was blessed to go over there and work with Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson, that group. And uh, now back at CBS doing football and um, special correspondent for CBS News. So it's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. And you're going to be broadcasting the Super Bowl just this coming week. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. It's a real thrill. Um, I'm completely humbled to be um, anchoring, if you will, the biggest football game that there is. Uh, shown around the world, uh, but I'm working with some awesome guys who make it fun. So anyway, I think this is going to be really good because we're going to get behind the scenes and find out about their personal relationship with the Lord. You know, you see him on television doing things, but most people don't know the depth of his relationship. And, you know, I could spend a lot of time introducing you. I'm going to uh, skip through some of this, but he has spoken for a couple of years now at our men's advance, and we have that coming up on, uh, what, March, March the 14th, 14th through, through the 16th. And yes, Tony sir. Dungy mm. will be with awesome us, the guy. Super Bowl-winning coach. And, mm -hmm. boy, he was just awesome last year. And, Andrew, isn't he just a blessing? And Dorothy knows uh, Tony and his wife, Lauren, very well. His second act, that which he's doing now, is even better than his first act when he won a Super Bowl with the, uh, with the Colts uh, and turned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers around to become perennial winners but he's a winner in the game of life as Absolutely. you found on an awesome man of God. But anyway, I could say a lot to introduce James, but he is just a, he's a humble man. He knows that it's the Lord that has promoted him. And maybe during this uh, interview sometime, you might be able to give some of that background mm -hmm. because you, you know, most people think you're a football guy, but you actually were a basketball guy that now broadcasts football. <laughs> and so anyway, it's a really unique story about how God has worked in their life. and. And when James was with us, I remember the very first time that you were nervous speaking in front of our guys, which this is funny <laughs> since you're on television all over the world. But you were nervous and you asked Joyce Ball mm -hmm. and one of the other ladies that were just waiting on things in the green room to pray for you. Mm -hmm. And they were so impressed that here's this uh, celebrity who is asking them for agreement and help. And I, I tell you, your heart comes across in your ministry, and it's just, Praise God. it's just awesome. But as you well know, anytime one is on a platform speaking for the Lord, that is a very serious responsibility. I'm very thankful for what he's done for me and through me on the platform in secular television, but speaking the Word of God and imparting and allowing myself to be a willing vessel to be used, um, that is no joke. So I really want to make certain that it's all him when I'm there and not me. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have Dorothy speak. Uh, mm -hmm. She's not here just to make us look good. <laughs> Which she does. So we are going to have her speak. But first of all, maybe you could just give a little introduction to 
uh, how you got into what you're doing and what God has done. I want to spend most of the time basically mm -hmm. talking about you and Dorothy's relationship with the Lord because you guys are awesome. You are a blessing. I think a lot of it started um, when um, I was blessed. 1974 is when I uh, came to the Lord. Um, was working in corporate America, engaged in hedonistic pursuits, if you will, um, happy hours, parties, and the whole nine yards. And it was so empty. And I remember coming home late one evening and I asked the Lord, I said, I know about you, I don't know you. If you're real, please introduce yourself to me and, and I will serve you. And that began a 12-year search for a good word-teaching church, Rama Christian Center Church in Washington, D.C. And when Dorothy finished college and moved to the Washington, D.C. area, her parents were living in Woodbridge, Virginia. Uh, we started going to church there and that began, began the radical change in my life to understand who the truth is, what the truth is. So had you everything. ever had any background with the Lord? Were you brought up in church or anything? Or was this just totally out of the blue that you started asking God? Didn't really have a background in church. Uh, again, yeah, I would go to church, but I didn't know who Jesus Christ was. Um, he had not become real to me. And uh, that's why that 12-year search. And let me give my mother, God bless her, some credit. My father uh, had a deathbed conversion. He died very young at the age of 46 in 1977. Uh, my mother, uh, God bless her, she died at the tender age of, 19, uh, of 72 years of age uh, back in 2006. But we kind of like little chicks, we followed mom wherever she went to go to church. And when she found this church, a good word teaching church, Pastor Clarence Givens there, we all followed her. And Andrew, there's nothing like under, rightly dividing the word, understanding the word, not just going out with an emotional sermon having been preached, but not any oh, substance absolutely. to help you deal with the vagaries of life, the challenges that life has. Yeah. Dorothy came to that church with me and um, she flew past me in terms of her hunger and desire for the Lord. And she's been a major reason for why uh, I've gotten a, a deeper hunger for the All Lord. All right, so just a little clarification. You said it was 74 when you prayed that prayer and asked God to reveal himself. So do you believe you got born again then or was it after? Did it was you a search. change right then or was it a process? No, it was a process. It was about a 12 year process of going to different churches, asking the Holy Spirit to lead me where he wanted me to go. And when I got to Rama Christian Center Church in about uh, 1986, um, Bishop Clarence Givens, a charismatic teacher, all sold out for the Lord. That's when the change happened when I understood who Jesus Christ was, is, and always will be, uh, and truly understanding the word and internalizing the word, rightly dividing the word, living the word. That's when the change Now, were began. you and Dorothy married then? No, we didn't get married. I'll let her tell the story, um, but she flew past me. Um, and Dorothy's got a good story because, um, again, I introduced her to Rama Christian Center Church. And uh, Andrew, um, no shame in the game here. As she started learning and getting a hunger for the word, our lifestyle changed. Uh, she said, we were not gonna continue doing this dating thing. We were not gonna do things incorrectly. I would prefer to uh, live on a mattress in a, an efficiency apartment, but serve the Lord than to live in a nice place and not do it according to his word. Um, so she was very serious about it. And I realized I almost blew the best thing in my life and um, so she um, was very strong by her example. Mm -hmm. So you mean you almost blew it. Does that mean she put conditions <laughs> down? You were either gonna do it this oh, way or this is over? So we, we dated <laughs> off and on, yes. For about eight years, she was in New York in school, finishing up school and I was working full time in broadcasting 
and uh, she fired me twice, you know, uh, you know, because with the long distance relationship, she may have a different answer. <laughs> but when she came to Washington, D.C. And, and internalized the word of God, she said, these are the parameters. You know, you either know that you want me or not. I'm in love with the Lord and I'm pursuing and chasing after him. And that's the only way we're going to do it. Well, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. That's the way it ought to be. Absolutely. You know, there's so many, I don't think it's limited to women, but men, there's so many people that are afraid to really interject the Lord into it because their mate may not like it and stuff. But mm -hmm. I have heard many testimonies just like this, that by you standing on your convictions, that's what uh, drew him that direction. Mm -hmm. It's good. Amen. So how did you come to know the Lord? How did, oh, how gosh. did this happen? Well, I, um, I've always known about the Lord. Um, I grew up in Germany and as a child, I remember taking walks and just looking around me and just being in awe of his creation, just always knowing that God was real. Uh, but in regards to making him my personal Lord and Savior, that didn't happen until I graduated high school. And then, of course, I fell in love with him. Now, was and, that in uh, Germany? Uh, that was actually here in the States. My dad was military, so we had moved back to the States and um, heard about the Lord. Um, and just learning, again, there's a difference between knowing about him and knowing him personally. You know, before you go any further, this is really important because there's so many people that know about the Lord, but mm -hmm. they never really encountered him and they just can't understand why things aren't working out. But there's mm -hmm. a difference. Amen. A big difference. Mm -hmm. I imagine there's probably a lot of people watching this that could be taking a lesson from what you guys have learned. Amen. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you knew about him, but yeah, then how but did I you didn't come know him to personally. know him? Um, you know, the word, it just uh, learning who he is and learning that he wanted to have a relationship with me, um, that I was created for a purpose. And I think just also realizing that there was more to life than you wake up and, you know, you live and you die and that's it. I always felt in my heart that there was something bigger. And so, um, I just start searching, and I believe that that's probably a desire that he put in my heart even from the very beginning. Um, and as I began to search and hear more about him, I realized that I needed him as in, in terms of a personal now, relationship. Now, was this after you went to the Rhema Church, or was this before? Um, it was before I went to the Rhema Church. So I did accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, but I did not um, have the depth in knowing him that I have now. And um, I remember moving to New York and I remember trying to live the Christian life in my own strength. And I remember just thinking, I can't do this. Um, I'm not perfect because I, you know, <laughs> knew I wasn't perfect. Um, and I felt I didn't want to be a hypocrite. So I just said, you know what, Lord, I don't want to be a hypocrite. So I just almost not so much renounced my faith, but I just felt like I wasn't good enough. Um, and so that took a few years until I came to um, Raymond Christian Center where I was taught the word and I, was, I, I realized that it was grace, that I was saved by grace. So this is really good because James had called out to the Lord, but he didn't know the Lord mm -hmm. personally. It took 12 years of progression and then you received the Lord. You were already born again, but you were in a sense in the same situation mm -hmm. where you weren't manifesting the life of God. So this makes mm -hmm. the point that it's not about just being born again. That's absolutely essential, but you've got to know the Word of God and it's through the Word of God that He reveals Himself to us. Amen. And if it hadn't been for the Word in y'all's life, you wouldn't be on my program today. We wouldn't <laughs> be interviewing And we know that very well about you, Andrew, yes. and all the people who are surrounding you, uh, looking to make certain that the integrity that you represent and embody uh, is maintained in how they carry themselves as well. And you talk about learning about the Word. Uh, I guess it's in the book of Matthew, the example of um, uh, when you have been, become born again, it's like the example that was used about a room that's been swept out and cleaned. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you don't replace it right. with the Word, mm -hmm. 
that the evil one will bring seven more worse than the first there. Mm -hmm. And that scared the daylights out of me when I heard that. But again, we were blessed to be at a church where we were getting fed the Word of God. And even though we, I'd go to Bible study, didn't understand half the things that were being talked, our bishop said, just be patient, just come sit. He used the example of a glass that had some dirt at the bottom of it. But if you're getting the water of God's Word going into you, it ultimately will, you know, take that dirt, break it up and wash it out and you'll be filled. So I held on to that example and he was absolutely correct. And the more you learn about the word, the more you look at the word, the more there is in it. And the more you see in it, the more you see there is in it. Amen. So it is ongoing that we will always be, as uh, Billy Graham's uh, wife was saying before, that she was under construction, but obviously when yeah. she passed. I remember. You know, yeah, absolutely. So we're still under construction. Mm -hmm. So did y'all meet at the <laughs> Raymond Church in Washington, D.C.? Better tell the story so then no it. way. <laughs> blind date, believe it or not. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, semi-blind. I did see him the night before because I didn't know him from television, um, but we had a, a mutual oh, friend. Oh, and you still came to meet me after seeing, wow, okay, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Oh, so you did know him off of television? Just the night before I watched, just uh -huh. to see what he looked like. He would she call me. She knew nothing about sports, which was no, good. I didn't know so. anything about sports. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we had a mutual <laughs> friend who uh, worked with James. Uh, she was a producer for Channel 9 at the time, mm -hmm. and she introduced us, and so, yeah. That was what thirty. So that's years the ago? that was a sanitized version. So what what it was? Um, I was working at the local CBS affiliate in Washington. Saw this very attractive lady in the hall, and I asked to meet her. And they said, "Well, she's engaged to be married," and um, she, you know, was a good friend of, of Dorothy's. And so her husband then um, was an executive at uh, Channel 9 in D.C. He said, oh, but we have, a, we have a friend we'd like to introduce you to. I'm thinking, yeah, one of these friends, okay? <laughs> and I was supposed to meet Dorothy at the, uh, the wedding reception, but the wedding reception took too long to get underway, so I left before meeting her. Get another date. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, she's really giving it all out right now. I did have another date. Those were pre-saved days, real strong saved days, Andrew. And um, But we, we did meet on a Thanksgiving, and so she said she tuned in and saw me on TV, so I'm thankful because I'm not God's gift to women, that she still decided to come in for us to uh, get together after the show and, and get to know each other and talk. So how and, uh, long was your engagement or before y'all got married? Eight, eight years, years because she was she was living eight in New York. Years. She no was, wonder you yeah. put the law down. It's oh, yeah. like, hey, oh, yeah. we're either going to make that's this right. work or forget that's it. Right. That's she right. was living in New York. I was living in Washington. That's an excuse. Um, but as she grew even more so in the word, yeah. And, and again, as I've shared with you, being a transparent uh, vessel here, uh, I had my daughter out of wedlock, and I wanted to wait until my daughter got to be of age, uh, Katrina Walker, so that I could explain to her why mom and dad didn't get married. It had nothing to do with mom. It had everything to do with my immaturity. But I wanted her to understand and also to plant the word of God in her, which blessing me so. That speaks volumes right there that you took responsibility for that oh, instead of blaming it on your ex. Oh, no. And she had nothing to do with it. It was everything about me. So I wanted to explain it to her, and she did receive it. And we've made certain to walk the walk with her, even during her young formative years. And I was blessed recently. You said you saw a copy of that show where I did a TV show with her for the first time where she talked about these things. So it touched my heart that the Lord was leading me to handle things properly. But when she met Dorothy and I asked her, I said, I wanted to marry Dorothy, but I want your okay. 
And she sat there and gave me a pregnant pause for about a minute that felt like it was 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is, <laughs> this is not going to go well. Uh -huh. And so she was pulling my chain and she said, absolutely. And it's been a blessing ever yeah, since. Yeah, I saw that interview and mm -hmm. she not only sp spoke well of you, but of Dorothy. And absolutely. I mean, it's really, it's really good how God can take a, a negative situation absolutely. and work it around. Absolutely. If it's we awesome. give ourselves totally to him and that's what it's been about Andrew and so I've enjoyed it and that's why it's been a blessing to meet you and that the Lord would touch your heart to have me be a part of your men's ministry so that we can talk to men because a lot of men raised by society and society's norms have a warped sense of what being a man is all about and what being a man is all about is being a kingdom man as God describes it in the Bible so I'm an open book and talking about those things but I know about the goodness of the Lord. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So how That's did good. how did you guys hear of me? I'm, I know the first time I heard of you. Mm -hmm. How did how did we connect? Dorothy, I'll let you tell the story because it was Dorothy. What else is um, new? The wives take you down that road and that's what happened. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, well, as uh, James already said, we had fallen in love with the Word and um, our pastor, um, Clarence Givens, um, passed and he was an incredible Bible teacher. And so we were looking for teaching and uh, watching on television, just, um, just, you know, just start listening. And I said, wow, this is really good. And so the more I listened, the more I realized how good it was and just uh, kept uh, watching you and listening and, and growing in the Word. And I had, no, I had no option because every morning, the moment we woke up, because you were on early a few times in our market, and still, you still are. And I've got this, I'm Dorothy, what are we doing here? She's like, well, Andrew, I'm, who is this guy? You know, he's like, he's Boring. playing it. He's, well, you've said it yourself and I, I love know. it. You say, he's playing his dirt. Yeah. You know, well, what, but, you know, but without fail, the TV was turned on every morning when we woke up to Andrew Womack's Gospel Truth. Amen. And after a week, 10 days of just hearing the substance of the word, I'm like, wow, you have lived it. You to me, Remind me of the Apostle Paul and especially your experience in Vietnam over in that very challenging environment in any way you would think about it and how you were into the word when you could have been pulled off track any number of ways. And if you could stand up under those kinds of trials and tribulations, I had to pay attention and now I've got a room full of your books and your CDs yeah. and DVDs and yeah. we got a chance to meet you. And of course, Dorothy and Bernetta uh, Davis and Edith uh, Piles, who are teachers at our church's Bible college, they came out to see you a year or two before I came out and Dorothy dragged me out here to come out <laughs> here to a Healing Is Here conference yeah. and uh, we got a chance to meet and yeah. I'm just glad that you looked through with your spiritual eyes and saw the transparency is there and, and that's how we've uh, gotten together and I'm loving it. Well, you know, we've had you minister at our men's advance two times and, and we've got another one coming up, but uh, I was impressed because I knew that you spoke on television and you spoke in front of groups and stuff, but I didn't know how you would do it in a Christian environment yes, sir. where it wasn't about you know, sports or something like that. But man, I was impressed. Yeah. And this man can preach. He can preach. Wow. And it's so I exciting. I mean, he was yeah. awesome. Yeah, he is. And he keeps saying, I flew past him, but I think he's flown past me now because he just loves the Lord and he's grown so very much. And now he beats me to turning the television on in the morning to watch yeah, you. Absolutely. Um, well, so. he's recorded now, so if I do miss him, I can I turn it on. It's, 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 necessary. it's a part of my morning devotions. And, and Andrew, to hear you say that is very humbling. My niece, uh, Anna, Anna Brown would always ask, you know, you know, Uncle James, why are you always saying um, praise God or, you know, give God the glory? 
And that's my way of making certain that the flattery that can come your way as a result of what we're yeah. doing in the secular yeah. environment doesn't creep in. What is it? Um, knowledge puffs up. But love edifies. But love edifies. Amen. And that's what I wanted it to be about. I remember asking my pastor, uh, the founding pastor, I said, I'm getting all these invitations to come speak. People don't even know what I know about the word. So why are they inviting me to come and talk? And he says, they probably want to hear uh, a motivational speech or for me to talk football. He says, no, you take the invitations. They may be expecting you to talk about football or something, but you give them Jesus. Oh, it's, and that's it's what been I've been awesome. doing ever since. Yeah. And you know, I don't mean this as a criticism of other people, but I've had Christian celebrities in who everybody knows their name and they won't talk to anybody. They're hard on our staff. Mm -hmm. They demand all kinds of things. And I've actually had staff come up and say, is this the way mm -hmm. ministers are? But you and Tony Dungy, you guys are the most humble guys. And it impressed me the very first time you came here. You knew every single one of my staff that interacted with you by name. You stopped and asked mm -hmm. them uh, some information about them. You related to them. And matter of fact, today you were introducing me to one of my staff that <laughs> I didn't even know his name and you knew him. <laughs> oh, well, you've got some awesome students here at Karis Bible College. But it shows, James, the love of God that's in your heart that you don't, expect people to just come and bow down before you the way that a lot of people do, even Christian celebrities. And yet you have a humble heart. You're here to serve the Lord. And I tell you, I've been impressed. Well, isn't it true, Ephesians 4, 16, when it talks about the body of Christ, every joint supplies for the fervent effectual working of the body for the whole and the little finger has just imp as important a role as the head or the kneecap. So I take that to heart and it, it bothers me in my business where there are people who see themselves above others. There's so many scriptures, Andrew, Andrew that you know even more than me, but those who will exalt themselves will be abased or That's humbled right. and those mm -hmm. who humble themselves, the Lord will exalt. But I wanna be exalted in that I'm speaking his word speaking life into somebody. And just a little bit that I know about your testimony, it really is the Lord that has exalted you and put you in this place because you were a basketball mm -hmm. guy, not football. And I remember uh, you, you tell, tell, the story. tell the story about the very first time you broadcast a football game. <laughs> yeah, so the truncated version is this. And I remember Ted Shaker was my boss at CBS way back in the day. And I said, I, I think I like this media business. He says, well, you need to become well-rounded. Uh, make sure you understand all the elements of the craft so that you can be good at it and ensure some longevity. And in that vein, we're gonna have you do football. And I never played football. I spent all off season talking to Bobby Mitchell, a Hall of Famer, learning about the game, John Madden, Tony Dungy, getting an understanding. So my first football game, he said, JB, don't get fancy, just call a clean game. So <laughs> I go up and I call the first half and I'm thinking, man, football's not that difficult. There's a lesson there. You get complacent, start resting on your laurels. Come the third quarter in the second half, I get up and now I'm a little cocky. And this was Steve DeBerg playing for the Atlanta, um, um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said, Steve DeBerg gets up in the center. He takes a snap, turns around, delayed hand off the James Wilder, the running back. He takes it. He's got daylight. He's at the 45. He's at the 50. He's at the 55. He's at the 60-yard line. Tackled at the 60-yard line. My producer gets in my ear. He says, JB, there's no such thing as a 60-yard line. Go to commercial. Now they 
they told me, don't look at the stadium <laughs> clock because it could be wrong. Look at the TV clock. That will be right. I was shook up. I looked up at the stadium clock and I said, and I compounded the mistake saying, well, you know what? With about uh, eight minutes and 99 seconds left in the third period of play, we'll be right back. So anyway, but thank God he saw me through that, Andrew. <laughs> you survived that. I survived it, yes. So anyway, it was God that took you from basketball into football and you have defied the, the odds. Trying to use the platform, to the trying to use the platform to his glory. And I made it a point to do sports that I wasn't familiar with. I did hockey. You've heard me tell the yeah. story on that, mm -hmm. hosting the hockey show, doing uh, water polo for the Pan Am Games, uh, doing aerial skiing um, for the Winter Olympics. But I wanted to be well-rounded. But I see this as preparatory for whatever the Lord has for me next. But I always wanted to do whatever I was doing Excellently, Colossians 3.23, do it heartily or excellently as unto the Lord and not unto men. Yeah. So if I'm doing my job excellently unto him, my bosses can't so help but be So how about any of your peers like uh, uh, Bradshaw, mm -hmm. Tony Dungy, any of them, did they come this way? Did they start broadcasting all of these other different sports? I mean, it seems to me like the way you arrived where you are is unique. I would love to hear Terry do some skiing events <laughs> or like that, to, to do water polo. He's a piece of work, by the way, and he's got the Word of God in him, so we keep him lifted in prayer. Tony Dungy could do anything. I know NBC is using him in a number of different arenas because they see how awesome a man of God he is and the excellence that he displays and what he did with the Indianapolis Colts in winning that Super Bowl, even though many people um, you know, said they told him he would never get a job as a head coach because he did not know how to motivate players yeah. if in fact they were doing wrong. You gotta engage in profanity-laced tirades to urge them And he said, no, no, I don't need to do that. I can appeal to their intelligence. And one owner said to him, you'll never be a good head football coach. And now he's in he just the Hall ahead. of Fame <laughs> and did it his way. He and his wife, Lauren, have been like like that ever since they've become born again. They're awesome. Yeah. To use your word, they're awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow as Andrew continues his interview with James and Dorothy Brown. I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand new auditorium for the Men's Advance. I can guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park. Today you viewed a portion of Andrew's interview with James and Dorothy Brown. The interview in its entirety is available on either CD or DVD for a gift of any amount when you contact us. And I hope that you've enjoyed our program that we made with JB and Dorothy today. And you know what? We would like to encourage you to get JB's teaching that he did at our men's advance entitled Break the Huddle and Run the Play. Did you know my pastor preached on that for two weeks? He was so impressed with that. Mm. So we're going to offer that to you if you would like to get it. What's that about? Just give a little brief. An athletically themed but biblically sound message encouraging us to go out there and do what God says. In the game of football, when the play has been given to the team, they go out and execute. God gives us plays to run. 
we need to execute them as well. Amen. So I tell you, this was a powerful message, and not only would it bless you individually, but again, if you have somebody who may not be seeking the Lord the way they should, but they love sports, mm -hmm. this could be a way into their heart. So check it out. Our announcer will give you all the information. Andrew would like to offer you James Brown's live teaching from Andrew Womack Ministries Men's Advance. It's titled, Break the Huddle and Run the Play. It's available on either CD or DVD for a gift of any amount. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I'd like to encourage you to check out Gospel Truth TV. You can have access to my teaching and a lot of our friends 24-7. It'll be a blessing.